set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Boomerang from 1992, directed by Reginald Hudlin. So we're back with our other February episode, celebrating the works of Reginald Hudlin um, with, a, I would say, an underrated romantic comedy. Um by this director starring Eddie Murphy. Um, kind of something for February, kind of tying our anniversary back into our first episode ever of the show with uh, his original house party from 1990, kind of going back to where we began. Mm-hmm. And this film is a little different. This brought us a lot of, a lot of, different things this brought us tony braxton this brought us holly berry in the way that we know holly berry um and this put in my opinion i feel like this put eddie murphy in a new light um Mm -hmm. we knew him more as a comedian he had like his 48 hours he had his um beverly hills cop and he did have coming to america which most people think of more as a comedy rather than a romantic comedy that it is, but with Boomerang, this showed him as a romantic lead. So it kind of did a little something different for everyone. So that's what we're talking about. This, af- well, it's afternoon here. And it's afternoon. morning over there. It's afternoon here. Just We just stepped into the afternoon. <laughs> Two minutes in. Yeah. So we've both seen this film before. Yes. Yeah. Um, This is about the second or third time I've watched it. Um, I watched it maybe two years ago in February just to get back into like the romance of things and revisiting (laughs) it today um, based on like our ending conversation on um our last week's episode it kind of brought some new things to light mm-hmm. and I was like oh damn why is Martin even here um, uh, so- <laughs> I have some thoughts about that but you can get to it when we get to it yeah oh Martin 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 so Ashley like what is Boomerang about uh this movie is kind of it's not a straight line <laughs> at all. Uh, when I watched this, because I was like, when I first put it on, I just remember I was like, there's some humor in here that I didn't remember not liking. And then I was like, I don't remember the plot of this at all because I was trying to figure out how Holly Berry came into it. And I was like, "What? how do we get there again? So this movie is basically about um, Eddie Murphy is an a marketing executive whose company gets bought by a French-owned cosmetics brand. I think he's I think he's a cosmetics marketer marketing. 
And so his company gets bought by this cosmetics brand and he finds himself trying to uh, get with the head of marketing because he thought he was going to be the head of marketing. Uh, and he does some stuff that he shouldn't have done <laughs> in order to secure that role. And it didn't work out because um, it's Robin Givens, right? I'm, for some reason, I was like, there's a lot of beautiful black actresses in this movie. But I was trying to make sure it's Robin Givens. Mm-hmm. Um is his new boss and he tries to get with her but on the other end he's trying to like i guess he's trying to maybe not directly confront his womanizing ways because he is known as a as a kind of a nice guy womanizer where people like him but he'll like sleep with a woman once and then he will send her flowers or something and then he just will never talk to her again he also has a weird thing about women's feet don't worry i get it but it was just kind of a weird sort of that's what's holding me back from being committed because she got messed up feet. And I was like, all right, um, that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit much and dramatic. Um, I feel like you have deeper seated issues than just toes and, you know, cankles and things like that. So um, in the midst of all that, he also meets Halle Berry's character. I think her name is Andrea. I gotta look at my notes. I haven't looked at my notes in like a week. Um, who also works for the company, but she's more of like, the artsy cool girl, very sweet, who ends up going out with his best friend. And um, yeah, we just kind of see how this all plays out. It's very messy. (laughs) It's so like, I was like, damn, are we, who are we with again? I was very, very lost. He also works with a bunch of women too. Yeah. And it seems like he, he doesn't stray far from hitting up the office, which I was like, do you really think that's a good idea ever? Some people yeah. do versus what I've seen on the internet about dating coworkers, which is, I find that horrible, but <laughs> it's an interesting little, little thing. I don't know. It's not like a traditional romantic comedy where it's like boy meets girl. There's something wrong. It's just a bunch of other stuff. And a lot of times I'm like, oh, it's going to go this way. And it's like zigs, zigzags another way. So it's a very interesting picture that I was kind of like, what the hell is supposed to happen again? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and you have Grace Jones, and you got uh, Eartha Kitt, got Leela Rashawn. You just got a whole bunch of, of beautiful black women uh, that make up for some of the smarmy things <laughs> that happen in this movie. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. His, him and his friends are all womanizers, but they're all womanizers of different kinds well no no no. i wouldn't say that david allen greer's character is very womanizer he's like the nice guy but he's kind of like pathetic and then eddie murphy's the nice guy but he's a womanizer and then martin lawrence is just a straight up like hotep womanizer twitter nigga just all the worst parts of every man you've ever met (laughs) yeah like it's it's kind of it's absurd (laughs) yeah How, how bad he is yeah, I. If you are into the cycle of, we can't get out of talking about the same topics over and 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 over again, he would be the women art people. I swear, God, I swear, I was on there this morning and I was just like, you know what, Twitter. I'm specifically speaking on Twitter, and I was just like, if we didn't have the podcast Twitter, I don't think I'd be on this website for much longer because <laughs> I genuinely can't take it. But he would definitely be on there, and be like, 
I don't know, like an 09-2012 Twitter user, which the deepest, darkest parts of hell. <laughs> That's where he yeah. comes from. Or tech, like basically he is radio DJ Martin from Martin. Because like- It's, it's weird because <laughs> they're all professional men. It's not like he's just jobless. I think he's got a penthouse. So it's not, I mean, his house is disgusting, but it's not like he's trifling where he's just out there. You know, you have that friend who you just, just like, you don't know what's going on with them professionally. <laughs> he's not like Tommy. Like Tommy was always dressed nice though. It's something it just, like he had, he dressed like he had a job, whether he had one or not, we never, he didn't. But I don't know, this version of Martin, Maybe Martin Lawrence is always playing a version of Martin. I don't know. I think so. Okay, <sighs> we got to talk about Martin for one quick second. Yeah. Because, like, in every role that Martin has had pre-I'm a dad now, like, pre-college road trip with raven Simone, he has always played this type of character. Like, if you look at A Thin Line, before Lo- um, thin line Between Love and Hate, he's, like, this kind of guy. He's this kind of guy on Martin. Cause like when the radio callers call in, he's always giving like, you need to get your woman in check type advice. Yeah. If you listen to his stand up, which I don't advise anyone in 2023 to go back and listen to that, it's the same kind of. Is it as bad or worse than DL Hughley? Because that's the only oh, one I see regularly nowadays, and it's please, not good. <laughs> never. I mean, ah. I would, if you asked me as a young child to, I would tell you never to listen to DL Hughley's stand up ever, even as a young child. So as an adult, I would never tell you. Like, I would, yeah, don't he ever seemed listen. like the who was in the Kings of Comedy. It was him, Bernie Mac, Cedric, and somebody else. Steve Harvey. Oh, see. <laughs> About we're we're two and two for that group because I might listen to Cedric the Entertainer and I definitely would listen to Bernie Mac, but not them other ones. <laughs> not based on their other ventures. No, I would not do it. It's just, yeah, a lot of black male comedy. It's not. It's- not it, good. No, it's no. <laughs> Bless up, but no, thank you. So, um, I do like most of this movie. It's just some of those opening parts and some of those other stray, stray bits of humor that I was just like, this is kind of, this is kind of trifling. Especially <laughs> at men of your ages, regardless of time period, it's just kind of like, grow up, bro. Like this is bad, a little, just yeah. bad. And it's played yeah. like that, I think, most of the time. But also, I feel like sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, we could talk about it. Because it's literally, like, in the opening. Like, Yeah, the opening we- is interesting. It's something about dogs chasing their tails. <laughs> it was, like, it kind of sets you up for the film. Because it starts off with George Clinton, Atomic Dog, which is oh. a, bop, a timeless bop. Mm-hmm. I love it. If you watch bad memories to college, <laughs> if you if you have Showtime, they have an episode of like this show where they have it's an animated series where they give you like a background of like 
legendary songs in this episode of how George Clinton recorded this song. And it, mm-hmm. you just got to watch it. <laughs> um, but it tells you who Marcus is with Atomic Dog playing. He's a fucking dog. Like, he's just a dog. Yeah, let me make sure. So, okay. Um, Marcus is Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. right? And then I don't have everybody else's name because I was just calling people by their their real names, which is inappropriate. I mean, it's not inappropriate. It's just laziness. So Martin Lawrence is Tyler and David Allen Greer is Gerard. And then there's yeah, other people. I was calling people. Martin Bilal, which is <laughs> I was party, calling so. him Martin, <laughs> to be honest. Tisha Campbell is Tisha Campbell. Yes. Lila Rashawn is Lila Rashawn. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. And um, the first thing I wrote down is people, this movie makes, sorry. The first thing I wrote down was that this movie wants me to think that people want to fuck Eddie Murphy, which is true, but also it's kind of weird for me. <laughs> I mean, it's very true. I seen the tweets. He just had a movie come out. That's like a guess who's coming to dinner part 55 or whatever mm-hmm. on Netflix. And uh, the people seem to be enjoying it. Maybe not taking the fact that Jonah Hill is there very seriously, but it's a fucking movie. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I don't know what you want. <laughs> not many cute, funny white boys. <laughs> or at least I guess, you know, chiseled jaw, funny white men. <laughs> so I don't know Beans? what y'all gonna do. <laughs> Bean's brother is funny. Like, Bean's I brother enjoy... is fun. He's had some moments where it was a little shaky, a little rocky, got a little homophobic with the paparazzi. But, uh, you know, I enjoy some of his stuff. I enjoyed Maniacs. I think that was the last thing I saw him in. And Wolf of Wall Street with them fake teeth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everybody's enjoying Eddie Murphy. Um, I feel a renaissance coming. Somebody said he's probably gonna have a stand-up special come. We'll see how that Fingers goes. Crossed. I don't watch stand-up specials anymore because I don't have the patience or uh interest. So good luck to everybody who enjoys those kinds of things. But um yeah, this movie is very much like Eddie Murphy is a ladies' man. He sends flowers to everybody. Um, I think my next note was that he's an ad exec and a whore. Because <laughs> uh, he's sending flowers. To, he's having a secretary, actually. Back in the day when ad execs still had secretaries. You will not find those now. <laughs> uh, he's having her send the girls flowers and with a, a boilerplate message, which is very interesting. So he doesn't actually really care about these girls. <laughs> Like a like it's just a formula. Like it's just like a single rose to Shell, Rochelle, like Tawanda, oh, like everybody. <laughs> Tawanda, Jawanda. and they get <laughs> get a just a single message to send it out. You know the deal, right? Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, it's um. What am I thinking of? It needs to be like a John Tucker must die. I haven't seen that movie, but I have the general premise where they all kind of mm-hmm. come together. Voltron style to ruin and beat that, ass. that kid from um that one TV show, Desperate Housewives. <laughs> oh, was he on Passions? I thought that was that, a kid from that from... is Miguel Fit- Lopez Fitzgerald. <laughs> Shut up, Brittany. <laughs> that is up. Teresa Lopez, Lopez Fitzgerald's little brother. <laughs> the Lopez Fitzgeralds. May they go down in history. <laughs> what a ridiculous show. Um uh <laughs> Yeah, they all the ladies need to do this because I feel like they're all in the office too. Like they all know. So I feel like maybe they all should have came together. But that's not what this movie is. 
and so I think we interrupt them, or at least we come in to them showing an ad for a lipstick, which this lipstick ad is so. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say about this. You can't do this on TV, which I'm glad somebody said that. But like, it's like a I mean, lipstick maybe. ad. You know, we've had we've had videos like this. It reminds me of that Rihanna video. Uh, which one was that video? S and M. It reminds me mm. of S and M where she was deep throating bananas, and I was like, "No, we still around." <laughs> this type of marketing is still very fresh. <laughs> well, it's like a it's called kissable, and it's like people licking ice cream, sucking on bananas, yeah. licking cherries, but not like like tongue in between cherries just a licking lipstick not like applying the lipstick but like licking the lipstick Might so well it's very phallic it. like it's, just eat the tube and get it over with yeah <laughs> i love the actor who um did this his name was jeffrey holder I remember him because he has a very distinct accent. Uh, he's from Trinidad and Tobago, but uh, he was in the original Dr. Doolittle uh, from 1967. And I remember his accent being very like crisp. And he has the same one, obviously, but I, he, he's a freak. <laughs> he's a little freak in this movie. He was just ready to show off. Just if you let him, he put titties right there on the fucking film and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it is sensational. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I love him. Uh, <laughs> Nasty Nelson. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> and then Eddie Murphy's like, uh, I love it, but we can't, can't do this. You can't, yeah. you gotta, you gotta take some stuff up back. Like we, we gotta cut this down. We can yeah. use it, but we can't do all that. Bring it back down to like a two. You know, you're at like a ten and we need you back down closer to to our surface. <laughs> Although I think he tells him he's like you can keep everything but the cherries or something or cherries and a banana gotta go. Yeah. Something's gotta gotta give. But uh that's the type of work they're doing at this uh at this cosmetics brand. And so they get the news that they're going to be bought by a company called Lady Eloise, <laughs> which is so fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole everything about it. <laughs> so it's this company, I guess, was started by Eartha Kitt a long time ago, uh-huh. which she's like the face of, but she's not like the person. So this, she's not like the active day-to-day CEO or whatever so she they're prepping for this meanwhile they all go to lunch and this is when the this is when the bullshit started <laughs> so it's I don't know where his friends work they don't work with him they don't work with Marcus no but they're all kind of in professional areas yes so they're at some cafeteria or some lunch whatever I don't know so then they start talking and oh Martin Jesus I don't even know who wrote this who wrote this first of all before I go off so this was written by um two SNL writers bless up so like this story was conceived by Eddie Murphy like I guess like the pitch for the idea sure and this was like written to my understanding, by two SNL writers. And then Eddie Murphy wanted to work with Reginald Hutland as a director due to the success of House Party. 
Sure. So that's how it all came together. Sure. Well, these two SNL writers were wild. And I have a feeling that, you know, Martin Lawrence maybe stepped in and was like, let me just <laughs> let me just sprinkle some Martin all over it. So they're talking and they're just ta- they just I don't know. Every time they talk, they talk about some sort of like relationship or sex stuff. And Martin is going off about how he's watching some ad one night, you know, back in the day when you would turn on the TV at like two o'clock in the morning and there would be an ad, <laughs> some sort of sensual ad. And then there was like, oh, they were so pretty. They were like these really fine girls. But oh, my God, they had dicks. Ugh, that's so gross. And then David Allen Girl was like, what did he say? He's like, oh, I've seen that channel. You're like, yeah, like he's almost like he's into it. And they start going off on him about how that's so fucking gross. And I was just like, is this necessary? Mind you, this is five minutes in to the movie. Like, just just throw you right into the deep end and hold your head under the water and try to kill you. And it's just so unnecessary and so gross. And I know that's how men talk and blah, blah, blah. But that's also, it wasn't necessary. Like, there was something that ne- yeah. like, means, like, transphobia is transphobia. So it's not going to be like, you can't say, oh, it's mean-spirited. It's transphobia. It's violent, especially when I was thinking, too. This was released in what year? In 92. This this is like a smooth little decade after (laughs) the AIDS crisis. You have people protesting and doing die-ins in the street. And you're over here like, get the fuck away from me, you gross-ass motherfuckers. I'm just like, why (laughs) was it necessary? Like, that's just not even... Is it's it's points to a level of violence I just could not get around where I was like, that's not that's not okay. That's not okay. And it just, it's not okay now. It's not okay back then. So like when, like it had been a minute since I had seen this. So that last time I watched it, I was just like zoning. And this particular conversation I missed because I honestly wasn't paying attention. Mm -hmm. But what one thing about watching stuff from the eighties, the nineties, the homophobia that is in these films is kind of like this is what they're doing as quote-unquote comedy like this is the jokes like it is disgusting but it's in a lot of the films of this period and when this particular conversation happened I was like what the fuck is going on because it's out of nowhere it could have been absolutely omitted from the script like it is unnecessary because it's like you're bringing it up as like lunch fodder when you don't have to. Like it can be a totally different conversation to lead to the next part of the film. And I don't understand why it's there because it's also not, like it's not funny. It's just- it's not even related to the rest of the conversation yeah. either. And it doesn't get you anywhere. And no. it's just to say- trans women are disgusting and it's like why 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 are you doing this yeah it's just very low-hanging fruit and it's very um you know we've talked about punching down um, on people and it's just like that i don't feel like your comedy is very good if that's where you have to go to to make a joke um 
like especially now we all know not everybody knows i'm sorry but we both know the statistics around you know trans women being murdered and things so I was like, this is, this is really gross. This is really gross. It has nothing to do with the rest of it. And I just wanted to call it out because I just felt like with the way things are going nowadays in these 2023, 2024, especially 2024, it's about to be a, it's about to be a fucking mess. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's about Lord, to be a mess. Lord. It's just not right. I don't want to excuse anybody just because we enjoy Eddie Murphy and or enjoyed a Martin episode or 50 or oh. whatever. And I just felt so gross, but after that, um, they're basically talking about how Marcus is like the best one out of them to get women. Like, I guess Tyler thinks that he gets women, but he's a fucking creep. And there's no way there's no way like, he can get women unless he had to call a hotline or something. I don't know. But uh, Marcus is apparently the one that is, he's the most successful because he pays attention to them even though he doesn't really care about them after he has sex with them, which is also really gross. Insert the roses. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a send off and a farewell. Yeah. Thanks for the cooch. Goodbye. My Pocahontas. I'm going to pay for your Uber. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all can't afford Ubers now. You can't even do that anymore. (laughs) My Pocahontas. John Smith (laughs) way. Colors of the wind, <laughs> type of wave, but yeah, he's one of those. I feel like he's like a Drake. He's a Drake. Oh, gross. Yeah, if you want to put it into into twenty first century's perspectives, he's a Drake. I don't know what David Allen Greer's character would be. I don't know what Gerard would be. He would be a beta sim. <laughs> <laughs> Let's use the language of the people. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. (laughs) And of course, we already said that Tyler is literally every man on Twitter that just logs in and talks about sex at like 7 a.m. in the morning. I can't understand why I can't get no bitches to like me. Ain't nothing wrong with my personality. I love these bitches. I treat them with kindness and respect. (laughs) And I love... I love bitches. Can't y'all see? Ugh, I don't even know if they say that anymore. I don't even know if they even pretend. They're done pretending because it's not really working out for them. You know. If my woman get fat, I'm gonna make her go to the gym. Meanwhile, titties the size of <laughs> of uh, two glazed donuts. Like I don't even know what you're even saying. I, and bigging that Abby will always get you caught up. <laughs> every single time this is martin um so later on i guess he's walking back to his, the office right is that what happens uh marcus he, is and he, he crosses uh, paths. while they're is this when, oh then, no like, this is at the restaurant or wherever then she while they're by? talking shit and being <laughs> gross and disgusting and abominable <laughs> human beings they like he sees layla rashawn and mm. the most beautiful Afghan hound ever. Yeah, walking. very beautiful dog. And they're like matching, kind of like 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, you got to <laughs> match fits with your dog. What kind of dog mother are you if you don't match a fit with them? Oh, it's so cute. And they're like walking. <laughs> and he, see, this is gross. Because he's like, I need to scam. <laughs> I need to scam to talk to her. 
Yeah, I forget because doesn't she ask like where he's from? Yeah, like he goes to a couple who lets, I don't know why this couple does this, but they, this couple has a dog. They let the dog off the leash at the park that they're at. Yeah, and this he's is later. Like, give me $20. I'll give you $20 for this leash. And he pretends to have lost a dog named quote unquote Kirby to talk to uh, Lila Rashawn. Yeah. So I know he, lots of men that have talked about getting dogs as like a way to attract women because they don't have any other reason really to talk to them. <laughs> so watch out there because he probably don't have no dog. So I was like, oh, no, don't do this, Marcus. Like, this <laughs> is, leave this lady alone. Like, yeah, this is a lot. Yeah, he he's like, oh, I lost my dog. And she's like, oh, that's so terrible. And they're looking around. And I've, I forget what he says to her. But don't they make like a date or something? Somehow they, somehow they make plans for later. I don't remember how this happened. To be quite honest. Oh, she gives him his number. She gives him her number mm -hmm. because uh, under the guise of if she finds. The dog. the dog okay yeah mm. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> back home at his house we meet tisha campbell aka yvonne who, <laughs> a hero a real hero yeah hero. she she's all of us who say break out with him don't go out with him he's trifling because i i don't know i guess she tried to flirt with him and he wasn't down because at least at one point he calls her whack. <laughs> but she lives next door to him at his very nice apartment. Or not mm -hmm. is it a house or an apartment? I can't remember. It's very, very nice. It's, it's like on the a water. apartment. Yeah. It's yeah. like a well, in, or something. Yeah, they're in New York City, so it's probably an mm. apartment. But um uh she's like harassing him from next door, <laughs> talking talking all this shit about, you know. <laughs> are you about to bring another one home <laughs> and stuff and and he says that he got a court order against her so he, she needs to leave him alone <laughs> and so she's almost like that guy why does it remind me of that guy from uh i never watched this show but i always remember like seeing clips of the guy on the other side of the fence and and home improvement Wilson, their neighbor, <laughs> where you could just see his hat or something, <laughs> but you can see Tisha's face. <laughs> but that's as far, that's as close as she gets. She's like on the other side of the fence. So every every time he comes home, she's she's there, ready yeah. to unleash the lashings. Yes, and just every time any woman step in that house, she's like, "Girl, you need to get the fuck out of here." He trifling his dick Let me tell you. you need to just leave, leave, leave. leave. You know what you finna <laughs> do? He gonna send you home with a rose. He not even gonna pay for your Uber. Girl, get out, get out, get out right he, now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's like, "No, it's not. It's not worth it." Let me tell you why. And she also has signs. I forget what this one signs, <laughs> but she's got signs. She's ready. <laughs> I think it was like you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you in danger, girl, basically. <laughs> and uh, I think this is when Leela comes over. I can't even remember her character name. It doesn't really matter that much, but I think it's Christy. So she comes over in this beautiful pink dress, um, I guess, to have dinner. And this is when 
teacher busts out that don't trust him sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's, She's holding like, out. Mm, <laughs> don't do it, girl. Girl. And he's got these big ass windows. So of course, she wants to go see his like little backyard area. And there she is. She's like, let me let you know something, girl. And, <laughs> but I don't know why. Um, Like, Leela's whole thing and Chrissy's whole thing is that she's kind of childish is her main flaw plus her feet. <laughs> yeah, they be this this movie is very feet focused. So yeah, you Quentin Tarantino. Feet, <laughs> they got some for you. I mean, hey, some some beautiful people have really ugly feet. It just happens. So I, mean, I, I was gonna say. They can't be beautiful all the way down to the toe tip. Sometimes things just don't end well down there. So I think that he, this is a lie. <laughs> I This has to be a lie. I feel like this is a part of the dog lie on top of it. Because also she was like, oh, Kirby, did you find him or something? He's like, oh, yeah, he's. He's at a neighbor's house <laughs> somewhere. Like he's Kirby's not there. And uh, why was uh, the end of the road playing by Boyz II Men? <laughs> this was, I think it was a Babyface produced soundtrack. Yeah, Babyface has a lot to do with uh, the music in the soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. As I noted by the credits and how many times I saw Babyface. <laughs> and uh, um, I think... I wrote down that Marcus says that he was almost married, but the woman cheated on him with the best man at the wedding and the priest, like at the wedding venue on the day of the wedding. And I was like, stop lying. I guess he decides to not sleep with her at his house as like a show of like chivalry. Oh, I won't. (sighs) We don't have to do this here. I'll take you home or whatever. And then he takes her home and like her bedroom was so weird. (laughs) It was, she loved that dog, man. She loved that dog. Was it dogs or was it just stuffed animals? She had stuffed animals all over her bed. She had stuffed animals. She had like a painted portrait of the dog on the wall. It was like, she loved that dog. I thought I was just giving like, like she's a child. Because even when she talks. She's very like innocent. It was like, she's a sweetie. Like she's very innocent. She loves her dog. She's just like, oh, Marcus. I was worried about her. I was like, "You be go- you be going outside by yourself? That's are you sure without the uh, approval of an adult, somebody holds your hand?" <laughs> She's just like very sweet. Like she was a very very sweet girl, very pretty. Her dress is very great. I was trying to find a good clear picture of it, uh, but it's very nice. Come on, Leela. The body was burning, and um, they have sex, and. Afterwards, he pulls up the covers to show her feet, and her feet are all mangled. <laughs> she just she like, had a done. few bunions and whatnot. I can't imagine that's what he did for every single person. I mean, everybody got bad so feet. He probably would. He probably would do that. Every single person you've ever slept with had bad feet. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. He would. Marcus seems like the type to find something. He would be like Jerry Seinfeld, where <laughs> it would be like the smallest thing would be an issue. Oh yeah, <laughs> he would pick up on some stupid shit. 
the way she would say something and ugh, yeah that was <laughs> the dumbest the dumbest thing i need to watch that before i don't have access to netflix anymore <laughs> I was going to. Yeah. It was a pretty long series, but um, also it was weird that her nails weren't really painted. Her nails were all crusty, and I was like, "This is a pretty girl. You don't think she would have got a, a pedicure? You lying? You lying on her? You lying See, on Christine? Like, I don't like that." See, sometimes you be lying. <laughs> <laughs> you be lying, lying on this girl. And so the guys are like, oh, you're too picky. Like, you just need to find somebody that you like. And he's like, I'm looking for perfection. Like, and mm, are you? The beta Alan Greer and Martin <laughs> are absolutely right on that one. Well, it's also weird, too, because I don't think they were really talking about settling down. But I guess they're kind of judging him for not settling down. That was kind of an odd discussion to yeah, me. They, they just like, come on now, man. Like, <laughs> they're just tired of hearing about crusty feet. Yeah, like just <laughs> get it together, like because also <laughs> I think it also runs into like you dating everybody. Yeah, like leave some for us. In, shit. Our, in our circle. <laughs> so it's like nobody left. Like we know nobody wants to date Martin, but at the same time. <laughs> nobody wants to date David Allen Greer either. It's like this is a okay man over here. And a crazy would be man. Okay, who you could dust up some. some you could way. raise a child with him in the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't raise any child with Tyler. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> That's no. For the sake of the child. <laughs> no, no, no. No, thank you. Um and also we didn't mention that Chris Rock is in this movie. Another yeah, he full circle from last year, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That he's um a intern, a male male. He's a room. male guy. He's he's in the mail room. He said, like, mm -hmm. a delivery guy. Um, and he was, I don't, <laughs> what was going on with Chris Rock? Like, every movie he was in around this time, he was absolutely insane. Like, why do you look like you just stepped off the set of New Jack City when you not <laughs> that character? You in an office? He might have. He might have been working on multiple projects. I don't know, man, because it was bad. He had a little high top fade. Not a, um... You know, not a kid in play level. Maybe more play, less kid. But he you might know. have been fresh off getting fired from SNL. Maybe. Hey, didn't Eddie Murphy get fired? Or what happened? Um, I, I think don't he like quit. Oh, he was tired to become a movie star. <laughs> I mean, hey, worked out great for him. <laughs> Chris looks crazy. <laughs> In this uh, scene, and he always comes in asking questions about, you know, bullshit and talking about the mailroom and and stuff like that. And I guess he was talking that he wanted he wanted he came up to him talking about he wanted a, a promotion, but he said he started nine days ago. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm really good at reading your mails so <laughs> and opening it when I'm not supposed to. <laughs> it was all in his shit and stuff. He was like. I can't do that for you. You were in the bathroom. I guess he wanted to be like his assistant or something. Yeah. But he was going about it all the wrong way. It's a classic. Like, I feel like Chris Rock used to do a bunch of these. 
early cameos before he was like a household name where he would just pop up and things like this so like new jack city and there's another one i'm trying to think of that he popped up in (laughs) but he's just the when you like go back and look at it you're you're uh you're like oh that's chris rock yeah yeah we get back to the office and lady eloise is there oh shit and Lady Eloise. She's called Marcus in specifically. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> the lovely, wonderful, beautiful, talented, exceptional Eartha Kit. Is she out here? A woman, a performer, an actress, a singer. Yes. A, a entertainer. Dancer. Yes. She's a, she she fucked Paul Newman. <laughs> A legend. And James Dean on the same day at the same time. A legend of theater. That's my favorite story. My favorite Hollywood story is that she had them both. She said she had them both. (laughs) And I was like, you go ahead, girl. That's elite. Paul Newman was elite milk. (laughs) You're not making them down at the dairy factory no more. (laughs) No. No, 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 no. Unfortunately for everybody, but no. But she's in there and she's flirting with Marcus. And I feel like she invites him over to her house for a later discussion. For a a business meeting. Business meeting. Yeah. And Marcus goes. (laughs) And the whole time her like assistant man is like, Oh, well, I don't think I don't think you know what you're in for. Maybe you do, but he was uh, laughing his ass off in the in the background. He was, he was Good like, luck mm. to you. <laughs> Good luck to you, because it might end well, but you' about to get ate up. <laughs> he was and, making them the plates like with a little smirk, like. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what they talked about. I feel like she was just being overtly flirtatious with him yeah she's doing like a lot of hmm mm, you know mm. the earthisms and she shows off that leg remember she went in the, be- the bedroom she was a less retired yeah <laughs> she, she had, had like a boosty yeah her yeah. lingerie was like a robe like some old hollywood type like fit on with the leg showing and she was doing a kick. She did like, that clap, oh. that clapper light. <laughs> and, you know, that's all she wrote. <laughs> I was like, damn, how do you fuck your new boss? Like, she has been your boss for all of a day or two. And that's not even your boss because he didn't even realize. She's just mm. the face of the company. Because <laughs> he thought that. If he fucks this lady that he was going to get to be head of marketing of Lady Eloise when they bought the company. So, you know, sometimes women aren't the only ones to use their wiles. (laughs) And unfortunately, it does not work up with him or work out for him because the next scene is Robin Givens walking by him and him trying to spit game at her. I can't hear me like, nah, nah. Come on, your line is trash, bro. <laughs> Robin Gibbons is, is so pretty. Her 
rap is like super bouncy and beautiful. Stunning woman. Hmm. A stunning woman. Beautiful, beautiful woman. She's crazy though in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit, <laughs> little bit intense. I don't, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I don't think I remember her being so girl bossy. Oh, uh, yeah. She's like, look, I'm going to do what you be doing. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> this kind of remind you? Of, well, I don't know. Have I seen this movie all the way through? I don't remember if I've seen two can play that game. Oh, Who's- yes. Vivica Fox and Marcia yeah. Smith. Yes. I was thinking about watching that for research, but I, you know, time got away from me. Um, but I'm in the mood to see some beautiful black people. So maybe I will. No, this is exactly that done. It's exactly that dynamic. Mm. I guess they're on the elevator, right? And and he thinks that she's not going to like, I guess she tells him that she works in marketing for Lady Eloise, and he's like, oh, well, you know, when I become head of marketing, I'll be your new boss, so, you know, stick with me, and I'll take <laughs> you to the top. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, I'm your boss. Funny story. <laughs> and she's like, Lady Eloise is just the face of Lady Eloise. She hasn't had any power in 15 years. Um, the company's run by a board of directors out of Paris. I'm your boss. Did you talk to Lady Eloise about that? He's like, uh, no. You did more than I talking. Did it? Because, uh, you know, Lady Eloise be playing with people. Sometimes she flirts. Sometimes she fuck. You know how Lady Eloise, sometimes she's like that. You didn't. He's like, no, I didn't. Lady Eloise for a job. Just because, you know, some people talk to people. That means they had to have sex. <laughs> Like, aren't you embarrassed? And I get off the <laughs> elevator and here goes Lady Eloise talking about some Marcus. I don't have any panties on. <laughs> He's like, just because a woman tells you she ain't got no panties on, don't mean y'all fucked. <laughs> like, there's no other reason to tell you that, bro. <laughs> it's like, oh, a no. woman to tell you that. How old was Eartha Kitt when this movie came out? She had to be like in her 70s. <laughs> yes, she's a, a a seasoned woman. This is a seasoned senior citizen. There's no reason for her to tell you she ain't got an underwear on. <laughs> Y'all ain't hit. And Robin Givens just looked like, well, all right, okay, well. I got your game. Yeah, I have a job to do. I don't know about you, but I got stuff to do over here. So do with that what you figure that out over there. <laughs> uh, so I think the next scene is uh, maybe the launch party for my notes. Yes. And this is when we meet Angela, a.k.a. Halle Berry. Noted Twitter user now. <laughs> Expert level Twitter user Halle Berry. Yes. Um who works in the art department. Um, the I guess this is maybe the genesis of the iconic mushroom cut. Yeah, I would I would say between her and Tony Braxton. And Tony Braxton. Yeah. And they were linked together through this movie. Yeah, didn't it what the, what is the Tony Braxton song on here? Because I forget. Love should have brought you home. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Love should have brought you home. This show should have. Why didn't it? Yeah, this was an L.A. Reed 
uh, LaFace Records, which uh, I think if anybody knows that Babyface wrote, did a lot for LaFace. Um, Dallas Austin, Tribe Called Quest. Uh, so there's, um, I don't know, Babyface, Aaron Hall. Oh, oh, Aaron Hall, Grace Jones, End of the Road by Boys to Men, uh, Donna Gill, Shanice. Uh, a tribe called Quest, like I said. So it's a pretty current for that era, current movie soundtrack. But like we said before, we don't get movie soundtracks like this anymore. It's the the only good movie soundtracks that come out nowadays are probably for musicals. <laughs> Nobody puts a lot of effort. I mean, maybe Black Panther. That's the only last one I've seen that was like, this is a an event. But I don't like that song. <laughs> I don't like that star song, the one, the scissors. I don't know. The one with scissors. Scissor? Yes. I don't like that one. <laughs> but people were really hyped about it. That's the last one I saw that was like a big deal. I haven't seen anyone. I didn't see anything for House Party. I don't even know if there was a soundtrack for this I, last House Party movie. I don't think so. I don't but think soundtracks so. used to be for a thing. Like, think of, okay. For the purchase. Space Jam, sound, like the original Space Jam Fly soundtrack. like an ego. <laughs> like the Batman sound, the Batman like eighty nine soundtrack with all Prince, but like the Batman soundtrack that had Kiss from Rose, bitch. Seal, you were doing a lot on soundtracks. You were doing a lot for soundtracks back then. <laughs> really and truly. <laughs> and we talked about it, but like wait until exhale. Mm-hmm. That soundtrack. Yes, classic. classic. Yes. Um, back to the the launch party of Lady Eloise. I love this iconic intro from Grace Jones, <laughs> aka Strange. Apparently, her name is Helen Strange. I find that very funny. <laughs> For just, <laughs> I thought she was like Cher, you know. Yeah. Where's just Sean J? Strong J, sorry. That fits her a little better <laughs> than Helen. Yeah, girl. Helen, no. <laughs> I don't know where y'all came no. up with that one, but she's just strong J. Yeah, just you know, one name is all it takes. Uh she is the new face of Lady Eloise, and she arrives in a box <laughs> delivered via helicopter onto like this dock area outside of the venue <laughs> and then she's pulled in by a bunch of white men in bondage gear it's so on brand yeah it's just it's, it's grace jones it's just grace jones they said you ain't got to change nothing about yourself girl come as you are we'll put you in some fly ass fashion and have you walk <laughs> i feel like they're want. like Grace Jones, be silly. <laughs> like, Grace Jones, just take it up like one more notch and we'll be good to roll. <laughs> Which I also find to be hilarious only because these children did not know who Grace Jones was last year. Okay. I mean, I mean, no. Okay. You know what the reasoning was? Was uh, who is Grace Jones? She's all, She's never had a number one hit on the charts. So no. Nope. That's Please, not how no. you evaluate people. <laughs> That's not how you okay. evaluate people. Grace Jones is an icon. She's a legend. She's an innovator. She's she's everything. 
I can't. Okay, I really does it disappoint you sometimes? Does it disappoint you? They called her the Normani of the eighties, and I was like, you can't call her that because she hasn't. She has had multiple albums. (laughs) They called her the excuse me of the what now of the eighties or whatever a seventies or eighties, and I was like. But she's put out an album, so that's strike. I mean, that's disconnecting the one. <laughs> but also, she... I immediately forgot the name of Normani. She's a living legend. Grace Jones is a legendary woman in fashion, music, art, all of that. She's like been if, in movies. <laughs> she's been in if, several movies. She still performs today. Yeah, she has a documentary. Bro, also, if you have people who reference a photo shoot she has done in the past plenty kim kardashian <laughs> did <laughs> somebody else did uh what's her name uh amber rose did but somebody else did more recently just tried to do that same photo mm. with her with her i don't know how there's not like any anatomic apparently it's not anatomically possible for her to like be standing and have her hand touch the her back foot like that but you know, so many people have tried to recreate that. <laughs> she's like, she's worked with like legendary art. Oh, okay. Yes, it's so annoying. It's, I can't believe that. Okay. It's Thank fine. you. It's fine. Thank you, Beyonce, for putting her on your album. You know, these children, they need an education. <laughs> it's okay. It's, yeah. we are. Very, Grace don't like, it's okay. Grace don't like nobody. So that was really the best part about it. <laughs> she, she was like, sure, girl, I will go and 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 spit a verse on your record, even though I usually don't like people. I love that. Cause she don't have to do anything. No, never, ever again. No. Nope. Ever. She sure doesn't. She doesn't need to do anything. I think what is it? The Grace Jones Bloodlight and Banny. Is that it? I think uh-huh. that's the name of the documentary and it might still be on Hulu. I suggest everybody watch it. She talks about yeah being from Jamaica and interspersed with clips from her performing and also her going off with mm-hmm. somebody after a, a parish <laughs> television show. Fantastic. And her cracking open oysters and saying she wishes her pussy was that tight. Yeah. <laughs> she is in her, also in her seventies, I believe. <laughs> yeah, it's her. It's her being her. Yes. At home. It's just her. But at home is everywhere, girl. <laughs> She is herself 24-7. Love her. She is fantastic. But she is there and she's basically like, I'm going to face with that Lady Eloise. And, you know, it's just a chaos moment from that day forward. And also at this point, somehow um, Marcus manages to put Angela and Gerard together and ditches them to go chase after Robin Gibbons. Yeah, he's (laughs) like, basically, here, here. Y'all figure that out. Which yeah, yeah, it don't make it's why? not any sense, dollars or cents. <laughs> it's not good. I didn't like. like I wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. I don't. And they don't even fit together because she's kind of an artsy, cool girl, and he's just uptight. He kind of reminds yeah. me somebody off that nerd show. What was the nerd show? The one with all the Big nerds? Bang Theory. Yeah, he gives me Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it's just. You know, just, he doesn't know how to talk to people. He, I mean, it don't, they don't click. That's why he gets 
friend zone. <laughs> yeah, like that's why what happens to him happens too. Yeah, it doesn't really work. But um, oh yeah, this is the one scene too, and when, when Angela was like, "Haven't you seen somebody?" That looks good. Like a man said, oh, that man looks good. He's like, no, I would never, ever say that. Like, he looks cool, but I would never say he looks good. Oh, like, because. Be in touch with your feelings, sir. <laughs> Angela's like, um, Jacqueline. Yeah, she says that Jacqueline looks good. Is so beautiful and she's so smart and I, she's very attractive. Yeah, and I guess he assumes that she's a lesbian. And he's like, are you a lesbian? Yeah. And she's like, No. I just think she's pretty. <laughs> she's like, I can say. She's in touch with myself enough. Men are so stunted. I don't even know if you'll ever, they'll ever crawl out of the hole that they've dug themselves into before the next apocalypse. But God bless and good luck. Cause it's not, it's not doing y'all very well. That's why y'all keep dying so early. <laughs> she was like, you can say another man is handsome or attractive yeah. it doesn't mean you have to be attracted to him you can no. just say it as an objective thing yeah. like it's fine he's like no i, I think you do that i think he uses billy d williams as his like oh i thought he was cool like when i saw him in i don't know what movie he references but he's like oh yeah first time i saw billy d williams i thought he was cool but not like good looking i was like billy d, okay. williams. Billy d. williams is good looking yeah that's <laughs> that's why you think that's why you think it's cool because he looks good. You don't be thinking just ugly people be cool. <laughs> don't lie. Like, it's something about him that you find attractive and you think it's cool. Like, it's right it may not be his appearance, but it's like his overall think, demeanor. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's okay. It's not it's okay. Just it's be fine. in touch. Be more in touch with your feelings. You know, compliment each other. Tell each other you're, you're look, you look good. I'm trying to get like you. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote Jet Magazine Mac Daddy. Was that something? Um, <laughs> my notes. Be like I? Lady Eloise a freak. That's <laughs> <laughs> very true. I don't even know why I wrote that. Maybe he said that. I think he might have said that he was a Jet Magazine <laughs> Mac Daddy, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's flirting with Jacqueline, aka Robin Gibbons. Sorry, I don't think I ever used her name at the beginning. Uh, and she says, I don't date men I work with, which, I mean, duh. Good for her. He, she also says, You can't quit. <laughs> don't even try to quit because I need you for this launch or whatever. And they're flirting a lot. And I don't, I feel like, don't they almost kiss or they kiss or something like that? It gets really. Really hot and heavy for a public setting. Yeah, <laughs> public like, work setting. He's really trying hard because he's like, "I don't date people I work with." Oh, then I'll quit. Oh, yeah, it's a, quit. it's like a chase now. It's not even that he's. It's because she keeps turning him down. I don't think he's ever been turned down before. Yeah. Now the chase so is he, on. He's trying extra hard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, you still at work, homeboy. Calm down. You fuck the. <laughs> <laughs> the face of the company you want thin like, where is hr like <laughs> where is hr somebody you know they don't have the best reputation anymore but somebody should have stepped in maybe done some sensitivity trainings you know how to engage with other colleagues in the workplace some some like that yeah. 
would have helped. I don't know what 90s HR look like, but I don't know either. I'm sure somebody could be like, hey, maybe I don't need to be doing that at work, but yeah, take it offline. Yeah. <laughs> take it outside. <laughs> Something, girl. Uh, and so here's Chris Rock again talking about me and some of the minimum wage boys, which had me crying. <laughs> Many, me and some of the minimum wage boys want to know how long it'll take for you to bone that executrix, which I was like, ew, executrix. Oh. Also, I might refer to myself as minimum wage boys. Please. <laughs> minimum wage was like, what, 215 back then? <laughs> yeah, not, not looking good. But also not, not any better. Right now. <laughs> no, what is it, like five something? Yeah, like, it's, a eight, it's move $8. Oh, places. is it? Girl, can't like, move it for ten. Can't move for ten on that. I'm there right now. <laughs> sad, 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 sad. Uh, so I guess there's a there's a uh, a money pile of bet going to see how long Marcus. Well, so just everybody knows about Marcus being a hoe. Could you imagine they have done this with a woman? <laughs> like this is your reputation at your place of employment at your job mm-hmm. you you the office hoe at work Ugh. like Mm-mm. i wouldn't want to be known like i my personal life should be my personal life like what i do at work at home is at home but not at work like you be doing it at be, work so that's the problem i wouldn't want to like i dated all of my coworkers. like i wouldn't one at, at even dating really if you go out on one date like with the intention of not going out on another date <laughs> is it no, really but, oh. i mean i guess it is but is it in this context doesn't feel like it feels that like feel so bad like oh he doesn't because he don't have any shame and he should but men don't have shame Brittany. they don't have shame like, when it counts Cause it, that single rose on your desk on Monday. Ew, like The Bachelor or something. <laughs> Ugh. Like it, Everybody uh, knows that you got the single rose because they got the single rose too. The single roses go out on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Seven desks. <laughs> At 10 o'clock, expect a rose on your desk. A delivery man come out handing out roses. With the notes, that's trifling. Oh, it's a mix-up. You got to go change the desk. That's trifling as fuck. It's trifling, and it's in a hot mess. And I don't know how any work gets done in that office. <laughs> and also, Executrix is real nasty. Uh, but they are testing fragrances. So the 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 new product launch is a fragrance based on Stranger, the new face. So Lady Eloise is not going to be the face of this fragrance. It's going to be Stranger. Stranger says it's not sexy enough. And then she does another HR violation. <laughs> I screamed. I is, screamed. Is take screamed. her little panties off and just rub them under the guy's nose. And she's like, this is what sex smells like or whatever. I was what? like, Erica Badu, don't do this. <laughs> What's who did that too? Didn't um Goop do one? She Goop made a pussy got a, candle. Got, a, got one. Uh-huh. I'm not even. Mm-mm. How much is that candle? Like 50 bucks? It's probably like $70. <laughs> you know how the boy smells cans of girl. Get away from me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I can't even 
it seems so on brand for Grace Jones. I don't know if she's ever done this to somebody, but it just seems so naturally Grace Jones is to just whip her panties off and be like, you don't know what sex is. <laughs> but my goodness, if this actually happened to me, I would probably. This meeting is done. This meeting, Well, the meeting was done because he walked out. I would like to say that the goop candle is $75. Uh, yeah, I almost won prices right. Hey, go for it. What did I say? Fifty? Yeah, it's true. This is this is goop we're talking about. So, mm-mm. that's <laughs> everybody seems to know that this is John Jay's. Like, this is her personality. But they don't. They don't. They don't think that's odd. <laughs> They're kind of mortified, but they don't stop her. <laughs> They don't say, let's "Let's take five. (laughs) It's Marcus that has to go out after the guy. And make him, like, come back in there when he's Mm -hmm. right, because he was sexually assaulted. Yeah, it's disrespectful when you assaulted me with your pussy smells. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, he has, like, he needs to file a complaint. But (laughs) Marcus is like, Hey man, you know we can't lose this account. You gotta come back in here. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's their new boss. That's their new boss and stuff. Um, I do find it funny how the perfume guy was like Liz Taylor would never do this. (laughs) To me, I guess he's worked with Liz Taylor on her probably what diamonds or something. White diamonds. Oh, that stuff is that is pert. That's all. That is. It's a, a grandmama favorite. It's a strong, <laughs> it's a strong perfume. I smelled it in like a in like an Allure magazine sample. <laughs> it's mm. very, very intense. But I love that commercial. That's a Wait, that's I a famous that's a that's a favorite from childhood. They start playing it around November to really get the Black Friday sales going. Mm-hmm, get that little gift set. Mm-hmm, the one from Macy's. <laughs> With the lotion. <laughs> I wonder if they still do that. I wonder if Liz, Liz is still making money like that in the afterlife. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. I, you know, some things are just, it's just nice to have a little bit of nostalgia. <laughs> this office meeting continues and they're flinging the panties around from one person to the next because nobody wants their panties on the desk. But I mean, they draw so it is yes like i don't want any, i don't care how fine you are i don't want your actual underwear on my person so sorry thank you so much for that but you could take those back and sean jay is <laughs> these names she comes up with she's like no this is not a good enough name i forgot what the name was that they had she was like let's name it afterbirth. yeah after birth uh, she also comes up with pig puke, love puss, steel vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus is like, this his name is Stranger. Luckily, Stranger likes it. And because uh, it's supposed to be the essence of Stranger. So let's just call it by your name. And she likes it. So the meeting is finally over. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, and Nelson kept the draws. I didn't see that. And I'm disgusted. Yeah. He was like, Nelson he grabbed it off the table and put it in his pocket. Nelson. When, he was, when she was like, we going to name it Love Puss. And he was like, oh my God, marvelous. He loved like, it. He, yeah. he loved he, every name. Yeah, he especially loved Afterbirth. We're going to see that later. But 
uh, I didn't realize he stole her underwear. That's yes, he did. He's some of you need to go to jail. A lot of you men need to go to jail. <laughs> thirty years from now, thirty years ago, jail for everybody. And as they're walking out of this horrible meeting, Angela says that she and Gerard are going out and thanks Marcus prematurely, I would say. <laughs> Your face right now. <laughs> would you not date Gerard? Would you date David no. Allen Greer? Um, yes, maybe. It might be a little He kind of scares me a little bit. Mm, yeah. Like, I feel like he's too good of an actor. Like, he nervous he, energy. He acts really well. Is it because like, of that one? What did we watch? What's the movie? Tales from the Hood, where he, he scared us. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that is that not is that too much that that ruined everything? Yeah. Like, if he was just goofy, like on um, In Living Color, then yeah. But I know he can act, like, for real, for real. So it's kind of like, oh, no, she's you scared. Act too well. <laughs> <laughs> you, act real, you act too well. Oh, he's going to be in that new color purple. Is he going to be Mr.? No, he's going to be Reverend Avery. I don't remember uh, that character's. Okay. Um, Coleman Domingo, I think, is supposed to be Mr. Yes. Oh, he. That's gonna be oh, some no. scary shit. <laughs> yeah, he act too well too. Oh, it's a little bit terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a bit much because I actually really like Colvin Domingo, but Mister is Mister is scary. <laughs> I don't care if he got the redemption at the end. He is burning up in the darkest pit of Hades. <laughs> You're going to hell, sir. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Man, that's gonna be an interesting one. Uh, I don't know when that's coming out. I don't know if we're gonna review that. I think is that's a musical, but it's gonna be a movie. Uh, it's a mu- movie musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's coming out December twentieth. I don't know of this year. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's gonna be. Yeah, they've announced the casting last year and maybe twenty twenty one, but. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. we'll see i don't remember the reverend at all from isn't that the one that was that's shook avery's dad that's the one who didn't want her to come home because she was he didn't want her like he was embarrassed by her mm. that's not a really big role unless they expand it so i don't think it's gonna be as scary as, <laughs> as anything that mister comes up with but he's still a piece of shit because how dare you your dog's yeah. out here struggling these men, these men, these men, girl. It's too early in the year for this, but these men. <laughs> My goodness. Um, so where are we? I think, oh, this is when Marcus invites Jacqueline over to for dinner to discuss a presentation because we, they're supposed to be going to New Orleans for some thing, some presentation they're going to give. He's like a big, important one. That- yeah. The fate of the company, yeah, some shit. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, dinner," and he's like, "Yes, dinner. This is gonna be a professional dinner." Of course, he cooks and all that stuff. Uh, Yvonne is over there yelling out shit, (laughs) and I guess Jacqueline just finds her amusing. Oh yeah, they have a conversation about all his business. Yeah, of course, in front of him. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey. She just tried to give you the lowdown, girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's also funny that 
I guess that Jacqueline is more interested in the Knicks game than dinner. She's like, can we watch it in front of the TV? Which I thought was going to be a turnoff for him, but it wasn't. Mm-mm. Told him to go get her some more to drink. <laughs> he goes and does it. Yeah, like she is not into him the way he wants her to be. And he's like, yeah, ah, I'm intrigued a little bit, but also a little disappointed and upset about this. Yeah, like Christy was more like almost begging him, which was kind of gross. But she's like, no, nah, just gonna give me something else to drink. Come sit down, let's watch this game or whatever. <laughs> and, um, this is interspersed with Angela and Gerard because they're at Angela's house, which is like full of art and paintings and stuff. And he's so indecisive about what they should even eat. And he's all buttoned up and kind of, I don't know. I guess they're both, it's like she's less nervous than he is, but I think his natural energy is just to be uptight. and <laughs> She's more free-spirited. Um, I also thought this was weird when they, we're leaving and they're both speaking different languages. Like he says like bye and adios and arrivederci. And then she speaks some sort of mock Korean, which is, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shot you, but I thought you were robbing my store, which I was like, is this a relation? Is this like a reference to the riots? To LA oh riots? God. Say it louder so people can hear you. <laughs> I mean, probably given the year. Yeah. Cause it's like right after. But I was like, yeah. how long did they take to film this? And when did they start filming? I don't see that anywhere. Oh, no, I don't see when they started filming this. But I was like, dang, that's kind of a close reference. Because this movie came out in July. And I think the riots were like in April, maybe, of that same year. Mm. So I guess it would depend on whatever. I didn't like the walk Korean, but. I also was like, well, damn. Yeah. Tensions were still high. <laughs> Yikes. I feel like you'd have to definitely know what was going on. Because I was like, wait, <laughs> I had to rewind that. Because I was like, I did not almost catch that one at yeah. first. Um, I was like, oh. Oh, shit. Again, another one. I'm like, where is that? Out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, y'all weren't even talking about nothing. All y'all couldn't, all y'all talked about was like how you couldn't figure out what to eat. And I think maybe that she wanted a bunch of kids or maybe that comes later. I forget who asked her that question. But um, yeah, it was a random, was, very random yeah. joke. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so the jokes in this movie, I'm like, where is this topic from? And where is this going? It's not going anywhere. You just threw that in there for a good chuckle. Strange. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Marcus and... And Jacqueline do not have sex at night. No, and Marcus is not feeling that. He's disappointed. Well, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely disappointed. And kind of like defeated. Like he's like, what did I do wrong in this situation? Everything. (laughs) And like he's like kind of having a moment of crisis about. Who are you? The woman on a first night. Who are you if you don't hit day one? (laughs) Yeah. Also, it was like literally a work thing. So, what 
Like, I just don't, like. It was a work thing, sir. It she was a keeps work saying, dinner regardless. She keeps saying she does not fuck people she works with. So why don't you take it away from work? Maybe he only thinks that she'll talk to him if it's about work, which is very possible. But I don't know how you're supposed to meld the two together. And they actually think that she's a lesbian because she won't have sex with him. Like, she's obviously not a lesbian. Like, just from her other interactions with him, she's not a lesbian. <laughs> she just may not like you, dog. Sorry, bro. It's okay. Your mustache was putting in work, but it just wasn't working enough. So they mm-hmm. go to New Orleans. Um, Angela definitely knows that he's trying to get with Jackie and it's not working. They dance. And they flirt at some jazz club and they finally have sex. And I was just like, this is a very, this is like a very odd scene. (laughs) Very odd scene. I don't know what it was about this. (laughs) Is this the one where he's all like, oh, (laughs) he's like moaning and stuff? (laughs) Like, okay, the sex scenes in this movie are like, odd sexy like like they're just they're, rolling on each other but yeah, like they're, she's they're, on top of him <laughs> they're out of place because they're a little too sexy given the content of the movie i don't know i was laughing so maybe it wasn't that bad because I, it was either this sex scene or the other one where he was like oh, <laughs> oh the one is like please don't touch me yeah, I was like, are you all right? <laughs> you okay? Is everything working? What's going on? Please. He seemed very, I don't know if he was just so turned on that he couldn't help it or. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> something wasn't he was right. Like, please don't, please don't touch me. <laughs> it's going to go <laughs> off. <laughs> you touch me once. <laughs> he was having problems, but. <laughs> This is kind of. I was like, oh, okay, you. This is definitely Eddie Murphy is a man who fucks. <laughs> that that's established by this film. Mm-hmm. These scenes definitely. This is a romantic man. This is a leading man, but not like in a comedic sense and like a romantic sense, I guess. But some of the scenes were so ridiculous. I was like, no, I still find this funny. <laughs> I mean, like, Robin Givens is great. We knew from what was it? Harlem Nights, but yeah, that's true. Those are like played more and more for comedy. Yeah. I can't remember. Poor Jasmine guy didn't make it. Oh. Um I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. But this is more like let's get romantical. <laughs> romantical. I can't remember the music <laughs> that was playing. It's probably babyface. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> set the mood or whatever yes. <laughs> and um he also checks her feet at the end <sighs> you men and they're and good guess, her feet are perfect oh mm. i'm sure lilo rashawn's feet in real life are also perfect <laughs> yeah because you being weird <laughs> uh so he doesn't want the guys to really talk about her like how they usually talk about every other woman and I feel like because he's like oh she could be the one that concept of the one 
There's like the one, what, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't get that either. Cause they wanted him to settle down and they were like the one, one. I don't, there was, it's all over the place. It's just, they don't know. He don't know. Nobody knows. And I don't even know. Do we even talk about the one anymore? I feel like that's so antiquated. No, I feel like that's not a thing unless you are 25 years old and already <laughs> married with three kids. Cause you got married at 21. No, that sounds like hell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for y'all, but no, thank you. I think the girls are pushing polyamory. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm not going to speak on that. It's not good either. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to polyamory, but the That's evidence is my thing. But the, also... the, the reasonings that they're giving are just, again, not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, not... if you polyamorous, but your partner is not polyamorous, y'all got to get on the same page. Are you going to watch Seeking a Brother Husband or whatever that is? I can't wait. You know I, you know I, you know I am. I can't wait. Discovery Plus, <laughs> we don't review television shows, but we can make it happen. <laughs> I saw it in um, the one lady was like, this might be illegal. Or like, we're breaking up. I was like, oh. Or like, we got into a fight. I was like, y'all fighting on this? Okay. Because I think one of the husbands or potential husbands is about to fight another potential husband. Can't or wait. Or established husband. Can't like, wait. Right, can't it. can't wait. It's gonna be great. Discovery Plus, hit us up. I will. Whatever you got to do, I will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us know. Pay for my subscription. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> so, um, I also find it interesting in this section is that they get racially profiled at a department store oh, and scare yeah. the man after. Yeah. <laughs> and this is, this is why I thought they were all professional. Cause they were like, like professional men, I guess, like in careers. Um, because they're like, yeah, we can afford it. I'm just looking at the shit. <laughs> like leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, Tyler, I'd be like, sir. What you got going on over there? But they're all like dressed nice and stuff. But yeah, it's kind of uh, I don't know. They were just like in a department store, just kind of looking around and talking. And here comes this man being like, "Yeah, it's not on layaway. We don't do that over here." <laughs> yeah, and also, like this is just like racism. Yeah, but if you were a person who works at a department store of this particular kind, you would be able to look at like someone's suit and be like, oh, That's this nice suit, suit came from a similar department store or yeah. this suit came from here. Like this suit is this particular brand because you can tell. I love that trope. <laughs> if you can see a suit, like you know a cut of a suit or you know a particular brand or who it's yeah, designed by. If you know your warehouse. shit, like you know. <laughs> So yeah. he was just racist. Yeah. I don't know why it's like such a trope of, I mean, I guess it's probably, I mean, this definitely does happen in real life of department store people being dicks to customers. I mean, like, you can't shop here. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. even think about shopping here. <laughs> you can't afford to shop here kind of thing because it happens a lot. But <laughs> I was like, well, these are all men of some sort of careers or at least they can afford nice clothes. So I just don't understand why. <laughs> yeah. Like you can They're look emotional. at shoes and be like, Okay. Of course, but I don't know why the emotional, the emotions weren't catching up to the nice careers and things. <laughs> like, 
don't know. I don't know. You hope that things will match up, but they don't like, oh, wow. It's such a lovely, nice house and, you know, nice things. And, but you're absolutely emotionally bereft. <laughs> shame. Absolute shame. Um, so Angela asks Jackie about Marcus and Jackie's just like, yeah, we're like, kind of not together but like we were together and they both seem like they like each other from like what they've talked about with other people but I don't know why when they actually get together it doesn't it doesn't go they keep fucking up I don't know why (laughs) I keep hitting my mic but they keep fucking up um and even like Marcus is very flirty at work I don't know why I don't know why he just can't wait till he gets home. And Jackie's like, keep it casual, bro. Like, don't don't do too much. Yeah. I guess because she's in a high corporate position. But also just makes more sense to me not to be like that at work. You know? Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not addressed in this particular movie because also it was written by men um and the idea was conceived by a man it was directed by a man of course men but like she she can't afford to do it's bad enough that her personal life is fodder for work but like she can't afford to do this at work because she's a woman in a, a high paying executive position so she has to in in the early 90s so like she has to be taken very seriously at work or there'll be repercussions for her professional career not only in this particular role at this particular job but like for future positions that she might have so she has way more on the line than he has like he even like says oh if we could be together I could quit where she may not have that option. Yeah, I'm not quitting like, she's, for no man. Like, she is smart. She's beautiful. She's ambitious. She's a go-getter. She has a bunch of skills. But will somebody take her seriously if this gets out? Like, you know? Yeah. I mean, she does talk about it with the girls in the office. They do gossip about him, but I guess it's because they all know about him already. (laughs) That is fine. It's kind of weird, but um, because you'd think she would be like, no, nobody. I don't want to talk about this with nobody. Like, get back to work. But she even avoids him and stands him up. They're supposed to meet at the movies. (laughs) And then she uh, tries to fix that situation by coming over with no clothes on, just a coat on and some lingerie i think maybe nothing can't remember um and then they have sex again i think this is when it was because his feet wasn't he doing like his toes were curling up yes (laughs) so ridiculous (laughs) and they have sex and then she leaves him like two hundred dollars and left yes she left two hundred dollars on a dresser. So she was like, "I had an important meeting with the board of directors tomorrow. <laughs> you don't relax me, deuces." <laughs> it's like a a human vibrator. Bless up, bless up. And this is my the next scene is my other favorite scene. <laughs> it's when they go to dinner with Strange 
and it is an absolute mess. I can't even remember what happens. Oh, no, no, no. Jackie goes to the bathroom or something. And as soon as she's gone, Strange is like, I haven't heard about you. What's good? Uh, we're going to fuck one day. <laughs> basically and i was like damn jackie was saying all her like all his business like what about professionalism what sean jay knows about you yeah so it's either sean jay or lady eloise been telling all his tea yeah and he's like no we're not i'm not going to do that like Mm -hmm. why are you saying this yelling talking about how dare you turn down this pussy puss puss pussy (laughs) he's like embarrassing him loud as hell in the restaurant he was like we're just looking for our cat (laughs) we lost our cat somewhere in this restaurant (laughs) and (laughs) she's like no Marcus tried to say he's gay and then she says he's not and he's like this person is gay this person is gay but you're not gay <laughs> i know gay people and i was like what is what is happening <laughs> at this dinner it's so bad she, she just has a temper tantrum yes uh, i would not want grace jones to be mad at me for any reason and i feel like yeah. that would be very easy for her to snap on people but i don't want that to happen you know this mm-hmm. this like this scene is funny but the implications that she could be angry with me <laughs> I wouldn't want that to happen. I'd be scared for my life. Yeah. She just gives the essence. I could, I could beat you up if I wanted to. Yeah. Or hold a lifelong grudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. She doesn't seem like one to forget or forgive. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so Jackie ends up threatening to sue Strange if she doesn't fulfill her obligations because she's basically like, I'm going to quit if I can't fuck this man, I guess, which HR, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Also, and again, Strange, Marcus, doing all this for Marcus, I understand. I understand, but, but why? There's again, no other Marcus, people? Like, come on now. Is this the only, everybody acts like Marcus is the only man in this entire <laughs> agency. <laughs> is he the only one working in-house? There's nobody else we can call. Mm. Not no more Marcuses, and there's nobody else in the in the building. This is a nice ass office building in the middle of New York City. <laughs> Surely there's other men. Maybe they're all. I don't know. I was gonna say this company's all black. There's no white people in this company except for the people who uh, the board of directors in Paris. Yeah. Maybe they're all like, oh shit, we found one. <laughs> we found the one. <laughs> I don't know. I like that it's only black. I don't ever seen. I don't think I've ever seen something like that in my professional career. But at the same time, there's a lot happening in this office that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> a little yeah. bit chaotic. Um, and so I don't know. I guess they get into an argument this time, and they about commitment. Like Marcus starts out like Gerard. <laughs> a little He's bit. like, I just. I just didn't want to do it because I thought we were together. I just wanted to be with you. And I just, I just didn't want to, which I mean, it's not that right. Yeah, that's fine. You can say no, you Mm -hmm. do have that power within you. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to be passed around like a, (laughs) like you can say no. Yeah. And she's like, no, we were just having fun. I don't know what the fuck you want. (laughs) this not what you think it is so let's just 
call it a wrap. Like this she is left good. you two hundred dollars, sir. I don't think <laughs> like, she was being serious. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think she was serious. Which I love this about her because she's just like, no, I'm good. I do not care about any of this. I have a career. I have a life. You were for fun. Thank you so much. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. We yeah, not, we not together together like no like that yeah. wasn't what this was so, no ah. this, no ah. this is, <laughs> and they break up and somehow chris rock knows <laughs> he knows almost immediately <laughs> everybody's like sorry bruh I'm yeah. sorry you're going through it like this. Like, sorry, do you, you gotta, need anything? You gotta, keep, you gotta get a lock on your personal life for real. If everybody knows, you ain't tell him, but everybody knows. Like, and, and I feel like is in your business. Like, I mean, under Mifflin. <laughs> I feel like, too, because partially it's Jackie gossips with all the other women in the office. I don't know if it's because she's trying to be relatable. Yeah. I'm like, damn, like nobody's gonna keep this under wraps. <laughs> Nobody, everybody's looking at Marcus like, oh Marcus, you single again? <laughs> That's so messy. Um, so I guess he's so broken up about the breakup that Marcus gives Nelson complete control of the strange suit or shoot. Um and like Angela tries to advocate for Marcus because she's like, he's not doing his job. He just gave complete control to somebody else. He's like, doesn't want to be involved. And Jackie's like, I'm not doing anything to him. <laughs> Oops, so well. I don't know. I almost try to paint her as like the villain in the situation because she almost looks at Angela like, do you want him? She's like, mm, this is not my responsibility if he's in, unable to do his job. Yeah, That's but then she starts. To do with me. She gets a little chilly reaction to Angelo and she's kind of like, oh, are you interested in him? And I was like, I don't like the way she's being portrayed here as like the villain of the office when this man is being a hoe. Yeah. They were pitting two women against each other for no reason. (laughs) Two bad bitches against each other. How dare you? Mm. How dare you? This shoot. Let's talk about the shoot. I don't know where you would <laughs> David Cronenberg. <laughs> it was <laughs> Cronenberg. Has Cronenberg directed commercials? Um, probably not legally allowed uh, to. And it was like, okay, sir. We, <laughs> we see you, you know, Magnavox. Uh, commercial that you give us, we gonna have to ban it. So, thank <laughs> did you he really do one? one? Did he really do what? <laughs> Magnavox. Bitch, that is so long ago. <laughs> I really wanted to know because I just want, this is like, it's like a horror movie, but it's so much body horror because Nelson really likes the word afterbirth. And in the shoot, like in the commercial, she's giving birth to like, strange the fragrance yeah but she's also dressed like a giant like insect and she's like in a jungle somewhere it's very she turns like a demon at one point it's a lot like (laughs) i saw this on my tv at 1 a.m i probably have like night terrors it's very creative which is what marcus would like compliment like he's like oh i creative vision it's not deep threading any bananas 
but still it's it's more than what should have happened Mm -hmm. like we're just selling fragrances all you need is like a person on a beach with a horse like (laughs) remember adam is that adam driver where they had him on a damn horse in the ocean or whatever Perfume commercials are very odd things in general. They're always Mm -hmm. strange, but this one was just like another level. And the tagline is, it stinks so good. (laughs) It's like, everybody's getting fired. Ew. 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 I just connected. Fuzzy smells. (laughs) I wouldn't want a perfume that is associated with me that I like wave my draws in the air to be like it stinks so good as a tagline like you gotta like get away from me like get away yeah birth is gross birth is gross get <laughs> it's away. beautiful but it's disgusting <laughs> you know you know Nelson kept that tape that's to, you know. yeah no that's in his portfolio that's in his reel yes. he shows that to other people and says look what i did the stranger this is my greatest work and mm-hmm. um angela i guess tries to stick up for him and she's trying to snap marcus out of his funk because they're all getting like <laughs> basically they have to come up with a new cut of the of the shoot um mm-hmm. before they release it because obviously they cannot release this fucking commercial and it seems accidentally that Marcus has a female friend. We haven't seen him be friends with any other women in this entire movie. Hmm. Interesting how that happens. Hmm. <laughs> it's only really because of her. Like, I don't think Marcus attempts to ever get to know her before she attempts to get to know him. No, he, until he was heartbroken, he didn't see women as people. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Funny that. And I also love this scene with the little local school kids because Angela um, teaches at like a local community center or something with the kids that don't have access to good art programs at school because, of course, when push comes to shove, art is always the first to go. (laughs) So these poor babies do not have any way of creative outlets. So she's the one who gives that to them. And so I love this part with Eddie Murphy is imitating the girl because she's got some crazy ass painting that she's explaining. And it's a lot happening. The ozone layer is gone. (laughs) Like a couple of things, like when they were editing the the video when they recut it, the mm-hmm. editors Melvin Van Peoples. Oh yeah, 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 legendary yeah. Melvin. Yeah, Van that comes up. Yeah, there's a scene when they're editing the video, and I was like, oh shit, isn't that what's his name? <laughs> um, the little boy is Kenny Blanks. Who is, I think. Who is Kenny Blanks? Let's look this um, up. Kenny, I think that's Kenny Blanks. I think that's his name. He was on the Parenthood. Okay. With Robert Townsend. He was okay. the oldest son. And he also did some voice acting. Okay. And I think he is the voice of like Static Shock. I love how he's got Static Shock's hair in this. Is he the voice <laughs> of Static Shock? I Look think at that. He might be. Why did we do that with the little like braided shortcut? haircut like what was that about hmm with the it's like a braided bowl cut who was this white man 
Wait. <laughs> this braided bull cut. What's happening? The Maxine Shaw. Yeah, that's what he grew up in. Look at he that. Decided to do it, that. That's crazy. But okay. I haven't watched Static Shock in a while. Well, that's, you know. Wait, is he? I don't think he's Static Shock I, upon doing my research. But like, okay. I know he did some voice acting, but he's definitely in Parenthood. He was the oldest son before he got replaced. When he left the show and got replaced with the other dude that came. He does a lot of voice acting. He was in as told by Ginger. Mm. And some other stuff, Rocket Power. Mm. I feel like voice acting is like, that's like, like I made it. Like, I ain't got to dress up. I just got to roll out of bed, go speak in the mic for a little bit. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still work, but shit, I ain't got to be, I ain't got to do all this extra, extra. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and I love when he's imitating this little girl, though, because she's very, like, matter of fact about her art. And all the crazy shit that's in her art, and then Eddie Murphy's sitting over there mimicking her like hand motions and stuff. And it's adorable because she's looking at him like, you copying me? <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. And he actually enjoys working with the kids because at first he was like, I don't want to be down there with them damn kids. But he enjoys it. And they are editing or recutting the commercial together. And I, it doesn't. <laughs> Then uh, Melvin had people who wore that hat. I feel like that's how I knew it was him from that hat. Yeah, he, he a hat man. He's <laughs> a hat man. I knew these hats <laughs> that he always wore. And uh, the next scene, I think, is Thanksgiving. Maybe is that what this is? It's some. I think Gerard's so. parents come from somewhere. Who the late great John Witherspoon. And I cannot remember this lady's name, but I always call her Miss Myra. <laughs> Myra, yeah, that's Myra. Uh, those are Gerard's parents. Nobody else's parents come. I don't know why. Um, I also was confused about like why they were meeting his parents if they weren't a couple. They See, even mentioned that too. I was like, what's the point? My theory is they needed to cover for Gerard for I being so it's- sad. Gerard was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. Was he going to ask him at the thing? I think Gerard is like, this is my girlfriend. And Holly Berry's like, we're just friends. And then they had that conversation like 15 minutes before arrival. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I think it was like already in motion. Somebody should have. They had that conversation like, no. Maybe before... Maybe before the food was prepared, you should have had that before, before the uncooked chitlins came in the door. Oh, on that Home Depot bucket. <laughs> chitlins, I'm sorry, it's the worst food ever. It's the worst smell. I've never tasted them because I know what they that are. That can't do the smell, no. Ugh. 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 I've only been in the house when chitlins are prepared once. I have as, as well. As a child. It's somebody like, else's house. No, but. no, 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 no. I kept being like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's chitlins. And I was like, no, because I already knew what they were. So I was like, I don't need to eat that. No, that's all right. I'm good. <laughs> and and usually I'm not too precious about food, but not that one. I won't be doing that one. Um, this actress's name is B.B. Drake. That who, mm-hmm. uh, She plays uh, Gerard's mother, but also the infamous Miss Myra in that one episode of, my, of Martin. <laughs> and we you should know. Name, name. 
<laughs> she um she's been like working with John Witherspoon for a long time because they're the couple in the house next door in house party. Oh really? Uh huh. The one that John Witherspoon is like calling the police. She's yeah. The wife in the bed, like. I didn't realize I was there. I lead them kids alone. Like, <laughs> to tell these kids come and shut this shit down. And also, she's in next Friday or Friday after next as uh, Damon's mama. Oh my gosh. So tell your daddy. I <laughs> said, hey. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and with a swoop is the daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I guess she was in Space Jam too. I don't remember her doing that. She's still alive. Uh, she's in a bunch of random things. She was just in something last year called Never and Again. I don't know what that is. Um, she was on the Bernie Mac show. She was in Wild Hogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, she was on the Boondocks for a couple episodes. So she just pops up. She has a very distinctive voice. So when you I've heard that voice once you hear it and you know exactly who she is. And she's just one of those actresses. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 her. Um, but they're, they're so funny. I just, <laughs> you would never think Gerard would come from these two people. <laughs> I, I miss John Witherspoon so much. They're um, talking and at the dinner table and, John Withers. They're talking about his outfit. <laughs> At one got point, Courtney. He he had all these matching. What did he have? What was the pattern? He had some kind of crazy. It was outfit. like mushrooms. Yeah, he had mushrooms. He had a mushroom shirt. I think the inside of the lining was also mushrooms. He had a mushroom belt. And every time he revealed a new piece of outfit, Eddie Murphy would be like, "Oh Lord, can you believe it? <laughs> can you believe it? Look, you showing out on me." <laughs> and also this is is this the site is this is this the genesis is this the first time we ever heard the infamous bang 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 i feel like it was i feel i don't know at least for me yes this is probably the earliest time this is like the earliest thing i have seen that featured the infamous bang 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 from John with his spoon because he said it on almost everything else that he was ever in until he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he definitely said on the Wayne's Brothers. Uh-huh. He had that song. And when my love go bang, 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 you get a rough cover, you sweet little thing. Iconic. <laughs> Just ridiculous. And at one point during the dinner, uh, Mar- he turns to Marcus and he says, I heard a girl at the office got you pussy whipped. <laughs> he said, you can't be pussy whipped. You got to reverse it and whip that pussy. <laughs> and I feel like I've heard that in something else, but also this seems strangely familiar. <laughs> but I was like... I feel like this was uttered in like Friday or Friday afternoon. One of them. Next Friday, it was yeah. said by John Witherspoon. No, sure. yeah, because he said something like, "I don't get pussy whipped; I whips pussy." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I can't remember what that was from. <laughs> he was like, I whips <laughs> an absolute titan of black cinema. We were so lucky mm-hmm. to have him. Mm-hmm. Iconic, iconic. We miss you every day. <laughs> yes. 
You sure do. Was it like a 10 minute like cameo or 10 minute role in the whole movie? Yes. And he changed he changed the vibe of the movie for a minute. <laughs> Just fantastic. Um, and then also him and um his wife end up fucking in the bathroom. Yeah, like wild son just stand outside the bathroom crying about it. Yep, he's like, I don't know, I can't leave because they're in the bathroom still. <laughs> oh my god, it's so embarrassing, but it's also really funny. <laughs> and Marcus has to console him about his parents fucking in the bathroom. Hey, listen, isn't that great that they still have it? still love each other like that you know good for them yeah yeah. i'm not gonna tell them how dare you like let them old people have their fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and at this point i think everybody goes home marcus is like can you help me clean up the chitlins (laughs) the chitlin bucket and angela helps him uh straighten up the house and they fall asleep to star trek because they're both Trekkies and they talk about how they're Trekkies, but they also fall asleep together. I know you love that. I'm mm-hmm. sure it touched your heart. It did. They was talking about Spock last night. It was Jenkins. He was <laughs> the Jenkins boys from Vulcan. And then they also start making out. Yeah. Because friends like, can kiss. I was like, friends don't do that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no, like... If your your friends was friends with your other friend and you know your friend like that, oh friend, yeah, that's like your, you that's don't messy, do that, Marcus. Like, yeah, that's do that, that one, your friend friend. That's a little messy. That that part is true. Yes, I forgot about Gerard. Yeah, <laughs> Rock, that's like the it. thing. Like Gerard is over here, sad. Oh, <laughs> like sorry, down Ger- bad and sad. Sorry, Gerard. It's not your fault that you're boring. Uh, <laughs> So they recut the Strange ad. The Strange ad looks fantastic. They get a lot of uh, praise. Jackie notices how close they are during the meeting. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like that shit really. <laughs> Which, no. That's why I didn't like that they kind of made her the villain of it all of a sudden. Because she didn't want this man. But then as soon as she sees another woman with this man, she's like, oh, wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Change my mind for a second. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that. How dare you pit these two wonderful women against each other. And um, Gerard finds out about Marcus and Angela, and he's hot. Yeah, he's like, I thought we were friends, and you knew that we were dating-ish, and like, this is not right, because we're like friends, you know, I was interested in her, and we had gone on dates, and he was like, but you didn't have sex with her, so like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) <laughs> Which is so messed up. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, she's and ruined. She's a ruined woman. And he's like, well, now what am I going to do? Because I liked her as a person. And it's an issue that you date all the people. Yeah, <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> Leave somebody for the rest of us. Damn. <laughs> but also, too, he's like, you're going to ruin that girl. You're like you are a dog, man, and she's a good person. <laughs> like yes. that's the that's the bigger thing is like the, you the dog. A, a piece of shit, and she's a good person. <laughs> the <laughs> dog in question is is Marcus. That's what it is from the beginning. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. That's what it is. And um, uh, I guess they're not friends anymore. 
I also noticed in this scene because he's like taking a shower or something and Angela has basically moved into his apartment with all her stuff, all her paintings and stuff. And Angela answered the phone when Jackie called and to tell them a good job. Angela's weirded out by Jackie calling him. I guess because she called him at home. I don't know. Were they sending emails to back then? Um, it will take like four business days to get an email. Please. They, the, the board members love it. Two, they've got the French board member tries to give Marcus the double French kiss, which is like a, this is like a French custom. Like everybody does it. It's not actually touching your lips to somebody else's face. But Marcus is like, don't fucking touch me. I did love how the white guy called him mon frere, which is basically my brother. That part was funny to me. I was like, he's trying to be down with the people that make his ads. It didn't go over well, but I thought that was, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, but I did think that part was funny. And then um, Jackie tries to smang it out with him at the office. I think that's the office, right? Some nice space. Uh, was that the office or her house? I don't know. It looked very I open. I think it was her I don't. I didn't see no bedroom though. It looked like a conference. No, it didn't look like a conference room. It looked like a ballroom. That's what I was. Hmm. I was like, is this a venue for something? I'm like, damn, what is wrong with y'all two? <laughs> what is going on with you two? Hmm. Like, really, for real? Like, please. That spirit of competition got into her. I know. Just raggedy. They made her raggedy, and it didn't need to be that way. And mm-hmm. uh, she ends up fucking him. <laughs> Because he didn't come home. And Angela, he finally comes home. He sneaks in the bed. And Angela's like, <sighs> you know, Those she knows it. Shoot open like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She notices he comes home. And then the next morning, I guess they're trying to have breakfast or something. She, they're going off on each other. And finally, she says, love should have brought your whole ass home last night. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, yes, iconic. it should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because didn't he say, he's like, I don't know if I love her or something like that, or I love you. Something about love was not connecting in his brain the way that it should, because you got Angela basically living with you. But then you just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should explore stuff with Jackie. And I was like, it's at this point, sir, a decision needed to be made. <laughs> Before this point, actually, a decision should have been made. Maybe you start mm. making out Angela on the sofa. Clearly, they did not. No, <laughs> raggedy. And uh, so she storms off. She's like, "I'll be back for the rest of my things." And it's t- why Yvonne come over? He's like, "Oh, I hope you all comfort you." And he still won't <laughs> talk to her. He's like, like, I'm so sorry in your time of need that you're Mm -hmm. going through this hard time. You know what would be nice? A (laughs) cup of wine if you need some. I got some over here if you want to (laughs) come over. If you need a a bosom to cry. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying it again. She is trying it. She is trying. You know, even though she hates him, she still wants to try. And so he is, I guess, about to have sex with Jackie again. And finally, he's like, no, I can't. I don't know if he says that he's in love with Angela, but basically that's what we get from it is that he's like, I can't do this nowhere. This is like too late. Like, the fuck? You're practically dick deep in another woman. And you're like, actually, 
Let me let me let me backtrack. <laughs> well, I actually love the girl that I destroyed a lifelong friendship with. What is wrong with you? It's just and we're not just a friendship, a working relationship because Angela ends up leaving. She leaves yeah. Lady Eloise and goes to work for another company entirely. Mm-hmm. Like she just and she gets a promotion. She ends up being a creative director and an entirely other agency. So a step up for her. But you raggedy, sir. <laughs> you raggedy. Speaking of raggedy, we get to see Tyler's nasty ass house. I don't know how this is a penthouse. I don't know what. He drops food on the floor and picks it up and put it back in the pot. This is their this is the the boys are getting back to get together dinner that he has orchestrated so that Gerard and Marcus will be friends again. But (laughs) the food got fucking carbon fibers and dirt. (laughs) Gross. But Gerard and Marcus end up making up. Um, Tyler comes up there and he actually makes them all hug because they're boys, you know, boys hug or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. They hug it out. Yeah. So I think the next scene is Angela at work. She's, you know, she's changed her hair. She's in charge of this new perfume or something, some cosmetics related beauty thing. And she sees the kids from her paint class come. And Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we miss you. We haven't seen you. And she's like, yeah, I've been so busy. So sorry. I'm, you know, my bad. And they're like, yeah, our teacher sent us to say hi. And she's like, who's our new teacher? Here comes Marcus. <laughs> so Marcus has quit his job in in beauty as an executive to be a art teacher, a community art teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And basically the thing is that he tells, tells Angela that I'm miserable without you in so many words. Yeah, let's get back together, babe. Yeah, I don't know. Did he give a good reason other than I'm miserable without you? <laughs> no, not really. No, because <laughs> she was like, I really don't even, I, you need to leave. I don't need to, you know, kind of ruin I my life. Do shit no more. <laughs> she cussed him out, honestly. Yeah, she put up a good fight. She didn't just take him back. So shout out to her because <laughs> how dare you? How dare you, sir, disrespect me like that? And they end up making up. But he wants her to move in with him, and she says no. No, which I, which I thought was good. But then <laughs> the last line street, of this movie, like, is it the part where she's like, "If you look at that woman, I swear to God, <laughs> I'll break it with you." That's not the last line. What's the last, the last line? He's like, "I'm not looking at her. I'm looking at her, and it's a lady with two little girls." Yeah. She's like, I'm looking at her thinking of the future. That could be your future. Yes. See, she by herself. (laughs) That's not funny. That's actually terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's a single mother. Yeah. I was like, (gasps) don't do it. We ended the movie. Don't do a boomerang, too. That's exactly she thinks it's funny, but who (laughs) child? You never know. I don't know how reformed he is. He did quit his job, but damn, bitch. Yeah, I was like, no, not the last line of the movie is that. No, 
<laughs> yes, I was going to say, you know, speaking of the future, Brittany, you had homework and I bet you didn't. No, I did not. Go. I did not. She's so, it was hard to find. Oh, she disappointed me. So there's a boomerang TV show that came out on BET like in 2019, I think. Yes. It only lasted like two seasons. It was on BT and BT Plus, which I don't have BT Plus and I don't have cable, so I could not watch it. But I was trying to get Brie to watch it. Just so you know, it get was into it. Difficult to find. I ended up doing other homework. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched You People. Okay. How did you so, enjoy You People? Um, it's not a good film. I would not recommend it to anyone. People and seem to like it. it. No? I mean... Maybe it's like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, it's an Eddie Murphy film. I mean, the, the problem with the film is that it's written by Kenya Barris. Oh, so Lord, help me. <laughs> it's Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill have writing credits on it. So the problem with Kenya Barris is... That's a weird writer's room. <laughs> Yeah, like we know what his limitations are. He only knows how to write about biracial people. And is he biracial? No, he's not. His wife is, or ex-wife was. Um, so it's always Ew. like black people and white people can't get along. And that's so fucking tired. Like Jesus, what year is this? It's never about like what is the next step. If you have a couple who wants to be together like how do we make that work it's never about how we're making it work it's never about that and like how can we move past our differences and move along to the next step it's just like these are our differences and it's like that's the basis of these comedies mm -hmm. for like several years like decades at this point and it's like <laughs> let's, let's progress beyond that because if that's the kind of comedy you want to explore then you gotta figure out how to evolve it. Like that's dumb. Say, you feel a few decades late to the game, sir. <laughs> I never really watched anything that Kenya Barris has done, but I've heard enough about his work that I'm just like, that's not for me. And I don't know, nothing about that guest who's coming to dinner thing ever. I don't like stuff like that. It makes me like makes me feel anxious. <laughs> this is almost too uncomfortable for me. And I love some uncomfortable shit, but I don't know. But Lauren London is very cute. Of course. Um, new, new. so cute. You have a mini ATL reunion. One of the twins is in it. You have, <laughs> like, Eddie Murphy. You have Sam J. You have, like, Mike Epps. Like, funny people are in this film. You have Jonah Hill, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You have my boy Fox Mulder, David mm -hmm. Cuffney. You have a Shiva baby in there. What's her name? Molly Gordon. I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, her name Molly Gordon. Okay. She's a Shiva baby. Okay. Like, you have really funny people in there. They just are wasting their time. Oh. And that's kind of disappointing. But they got paid. If, yeah. If you want to watch it, you can Oh, you also have Carisha. So you have comedy <laughs> legends in there. Yes. Um, <laughs> Budding comedy legend, Carisha. So like, if you... If when you, you say she's a Shiva baby, okay, I'm sorry. Do you mean... Okay, sorry. I was hearing Shiva baby as in the fucking movie... That, Shiva baby, right. That, 
I thought you said Shiva, not Shiva. <laughs> Shiva, Shiva, baby. My yeah, bad for mispronouncing. Shiva. You were she, having me. I was like, how old is this person? <laughs> like, not Shiva, Shiva. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, she is in Shiva, baby. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, I was thinking you were talking about Pangrier. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> was oh, that would be nice. I could have. I was like, how old is this actress? Do I not know who no, this she actress is? She's like 20. <laughs> But like, like is it she? it's fine. It's kind of not doing much for Eddie Murphy, but it's Eddie Murphy. So he doesn't really have to do anything. Yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. But maybe Netflix. This is like his second thing for Netflix, so maybe he likes them. I don't know. People start. I don't know. People like Netflix, as even though Netflix will snatch her shit up in a heartbeat, but they keep working with them. I don't know. Yeah, it's not Dolomite is my name, but. No, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like a quick thing to watch on, on Netflix when you got some time. Mm-hmm. If you're getting your hair braided, they can put it on. So <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> I can see that happening, definitely. So how do we feel about Boomerang? What are our final thoughts and opinions? Um. So I would recommend Boomerang. Like, sure. this is a trifling romantic comedy like you have to be mindful who marcus is yeah you also have to be mindful about the transphobia and the light homophobia throughout the film um the transphobia like we talked about earlier has no place in it because why is it there it's it's meat like it's purposeless it just should not be there like it should be cut and out Yes, and um, most most should be. It's so <laughs> it's so just out of place and unnecessary, and you could all do better with your comedy yeah. if you did not rely on kicking the people who get kicked on the most. <laughs> to be yeah. quite honest, um, but if you are in the mood for something different to watch during. February or during Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. you can put Boomerang on. Yeah. And see what you like, see what you personally think of it. It is a film that I feel like is underwatched, um, especially in Eddie Murphy's uh, filmography. Most people mm-hmm. like to focus on his Dr. Doolittles, his haunted mansions, his clumps. Not his... haunted mansions. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. His Shreks. His. You know, coming to America's and this kind of gets lost in the shuffle of all that. So mm-hmm. going back to look at some things that maybe you've missed and watching what he's good at because he's charming. He is handsome. He could do this. So check it out and see what you think. He really does laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> he really does laugh like that. He did it a couple of times. I'm like, you really do. That is really your laugh. (laughs) That is so funny. I would agree on everything. I think it's a good one. Um, It's definitely not as tough. I feel like people make random references to it, but maybe it's not as established as other ones. I can't believe he wants to do another freaking Shrek spinoff. I thought he would be done with those. I mean, if you get paid for doing that thing, you just got to talk. How much are they going to pay you, though? Shrek money. Does Antonio Banderas get a lot of money for that Puss in Boots? If, if, 
puss and boots do well, I assume. So. It is apparently every time I just so great. I don't know. People be talking though. <laughs> I feel like everybody say puss and boots is the best film ever made. Is like I feel like it's like that with any every animated movie, maybe because it's not enough animated movies anymore. As in, but I don't know. I don't know. Puss I mean, and boots you, raise me. Oh, like yeah. and people love Shrek, so I feel like if he decides to do them, then it should be fine. Although I don't know about all that yelling for like an hour and a half, like an- another hour and a half is a lot. <laughs> Donkey doesn't speak in a whisper, <laughs> but um, I don't know. Give him a donkey origin story. How did he find himself to one day turn up in that swamp? Mm-hmm. And know? if you need me to be like one of them, like abominations of a donkey dragon baby I'll please do it. oh yeah i forgot he falls in love with that dragon yeah this is uh this is interesting <laughs> someone give britney the position she's willing she's ready she wants to be on set <laughs> <laughs> i could do she could. She absolutely could. I believe in her. I could do a British accent. Oh, no. The baby she can't. need to be British. No, I, I don't do that. I don't know if that was required. I don't remember that being Just a part in case. of it. Just put yeah, skills know. out there. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Would you recommend anything for the listeners? You kind have... of mentioned it. Like, yeah. this one has the vibe of two can play that game. Like, they yeah. play games. It was this one and a thin line between love and hate, which I don't even know if I've seen that one all the way. That's a Martin Lawrence one, isn't it? Yes, that is terrible. That is so misogynistic. Is it really that bad? I always just remember seeing the posters. (laughs) I like recommending things I haven't seen, apparently. That's my new (laughs) one. Recently, I feel like I watched that one. I was doing like all of the black like romance romantic comedies like uh-huh. last year or year before last and yeah. i watched that one and i was like why did they try to do this for martin uh but it it was so bad he was the director oh that makes sense <laughs> it was really like the whole thing was like bitches be crazy oh my god <laughs> like, yeah she was like unstable it's lynn woodfield yes. is um stalks him i guess after they have sex or something mm-hmm. so something like a like a what's that movie single is a single white female no 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 uh, fatal attraction fatal attraction yeah yeah mm. Mm. i mean hey the way he'd be talking girl love the chopper saying i guess <laughs> if you got to well then okay don't watch that one just watch the other one what's the other one i said the uh, two can play that game. Yeah, two can play that game. Maybe I shall watch it to back up <laughs> my statement. Is that streaming anywhere? I don't see it. It might be back on Netflix. Oh, okay. I don't see it anywhere, but it's. I feel like it would come up on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, it might be a no two bias. Available. Yeah, yeah. Tubi is 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 literally keeping streaming afloat apparently but also keeping the bootleg movie <laughs> spirit alive <laughs> want to watch things like twa and twa uh, two i don't even know what pandora's that box that all sounds very dark-sided <laughs> and bad <laughs> so maybe maybe don't do that but <laughs> um i don't think we have any listener uh mail 
Um, but you can always email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com or you can submit something on our website, which is blackgirlfilmclub.com. Please go visit it. We worked really hard on that and I don't ever want to touch another website again. So go look at that. <laughs> we, we did a lot of work to get that online. So keep, you know, keep visiting if you can. Tell a friend. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club and on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, you can listen to us for free on SoundCloud, you can listen to us free on all of those places, actually. But we would love it if you would leave us a review, rate us, subscribe, tell a friend, all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, we would just love it and it helps us a lot. So people ask us to do things and review things and, you know, that kind of stuff. So please. Please help a friend out. <laughs> yes, we really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to go. But thank you guys for listening and have a great uh, Black History Month. Hopefully it is everything you all dreamed of and more. Yes, Black Power. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you can't even say it. Come back. Come back and say it again. <laughs> power to the people. Black Power, y'all. Habit. Black History Month. Don't let the man fucking oppress you. Sing the song because I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. Black, y'all. I'm blickety blickety. We are so stupid. We need to go. Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>